Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. A great hire happens when career and hiring objectives are in alignment. Now more than ever, people want to feel like they're whole in their careers. And personal development is taking a lead to the decision-making process. Today, we're going to talk about looking at hiring from an interviewee's perspective. The things that bring you the greatest joy and alignment with your purpose. Do you have any idea who's responsible for that quote today, Ms. Shannon Johnson? The one and only Jack Canfield. I know you're a huge fan. That's why I pulled that one. Mm-hmm. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to provide proven tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. We share insights from top performing entrepreneurs and industry experts like our guest today, Shannon Johnson. Shannon is the founder of Stand Out and Get Hired. Shannon's passion for people has been her common denominator of her success throughout her career in corporate America. Today, she was taking one of her most successful achievements in launching Best of Class to Market to now launching the most exciting product of all, our future leaders. Her mission is to inspire ambitious, driven college students to take action in preparing to embark on their careers where they will fully thrive. Everything is possible when you first take action. Shannon, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you, Rick. It's a pleasure to have you. You had me on your podcast. Now I'm having yeah. you on mine. And yeah. So we're going to have fun today. Awesome. Today, we're going to talk about how to quote unquote stand out and get hired. Hopefully, I don't get sued on that one. Uh, <laughs> You're good. <laughs> and uh, we're going to discuss your three pillars to stand out and get hired, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about where we get started, getting your game plan together. Talk to me about that. Really how stand out and get hired came to life. I think that is really how I always approached sales throughout my 25-year career in corporate America is really finding the unmet need. In you don't the industry. Like you have a twenty-five year. Sorry. <laughs> Hence, why I said yes to this interview. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but really, going into a customer and saying, "What do you need?" Not selling a product. And so, this is where I found a need in college students reaching that transition when they were going into the real world, and they, well, they were call, they need a job. Exactly. J-O-B, real world, adulting, as they they would say. They need to pay their student loans off, which are ridiculous. And what, they have like a three-month gap between when they graduated? Mm -hmm. And they want to move out, and they've got car insurance, and they still want to have fun and be able to pay for Uber on the weekends. Okay, so (laughs) this is reality. Okay. It's up against them when they're last semester of senior year, and they don't know where to begin in career search. And that's where you come in. And that is where I come in, but hopefully more so that they get to think about it sooner than later, that they don't wait that whole procrastination thing because they don't know where to begin. That is where I come in. (laughs) You know, I watched a great TED Talk by Tim Urban. Have you seen that one? Inside the Mind of a Procrastinator. You might want to see it. It's Mm -hmm. fantastic, but it explains to you how my brain works (laughs) since I tend to be a procrastinator as as well. Mine as well. I think that's an important point, though, because oftentimes when you're most passionate about something is because it's a pain point that you've felt. Totally. And so therein lies why and how I built this whole curriculum around the need, because I did experience it for 25 years, all the ups and the downs of 
feeling maybe possibly out of alignment with my career. So let's start with preparation before getting the interview. There's so much preparation before. I was like, "Uh oh, wait a minute. You've got the cart before the horse. I do that quite often. (laughs) (laughs) So we need to slow down here. Okay. So baby steps, right? Baby steps. So when we're talking about becoming proficient in a skill, meaning the game is coming up, the event, the interview, practice. So to become proficient in a skill, it's been studied that it takes about 20 hours. Sure. Not the 10,000 hours to become an expert, right? Before you prep, though, you have to be in the right mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's where I start. I think when we're talking about personal development and personal growth, it is all about the mindset that we choose to be in. And my first pillar out of my three pillars to success is becoming the expert in you. All right. Let's not give that up yet. Let's talk about the mindset, though. Okay. Just because I just want to do a few minutes on this, and then, then we'll get into the pillars because yeah. I want to mm-hmm. spend some time in there. So what what's important to have in the mindset? What do you look for if I'm a college student and I come to you and I say, I have no idea, Shannon, what I'm going to do. I have a degree in communication, and I'm about to graduate. I need yep. to get a job. Yep. I just want any job. Yep. Exactly. So it takes them to step back and take action on investment in self-awareness of themselves. They have to put some thought about who they are. And so that is where we begin, is identifying their self-awareness, what they bring to the table, what strengths do they have, what values do they possess, and where will that take them to their vision? How does that connect to their vision. I would imagine you also need to get them in the mindset of not just selling for a J-O-B, mm-hmm. but looking for a C-A-R-E-E-R, yeah, right? And that's exactly. a different mindset altogether. It is. Like, exactly. Not often do they cross over. That is my intention, is setting the mindset and setting the intention for where they see themselves in the real world, not just the J-O-B to equate to dollar signs. Yes. So mindset two is having them just be confident in themselves. And I think that even the most accomplished individuals are lost and uncertain of where they belong in the real world. This is so new to them. And so to realize who they are and to believe in themselves and their abilities, that they have everything within them that they possess that day to conquer the world and go after what they where they're meant to thrive. Why is this important? There's many reasons why it's important. My vision really truly is to have everyone bounce out of bed every morning loving what they do. That's not going to happen. But you have to have, you have, to have a vision. So I, wish I, it, to, I wish it would. I but... walk the walk now okay. because I have traveled down a road where I found my purpose. And so my intention is for others to strive for that as well. And I totally get that, but mm-hmm. there's too many people that settle, <clears throat> I right? Know. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's my mission for them. So not you to. have to change a whole mindset around settling. Exactly. So take control. You want people to bounce out of bed and be like, "I'm going to work today." Woo! Mm-hmm. That's right. And be excited. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's my intention because I feel that when they're, I, I guess it's just again going back to my life. You know, I was 28 years old, had been with four or five different corporations, all great experience building blocks of where I got to be by 28. But I've met so many young adults that just kind of fell into the career that didn't think with intention when they were going to those career fairs or starting to network on LinkedIn and where they're meant to be. See, what's interesting though, (laughs) you probably took your first job because that was offered to you and you looked at it and you went, okay, well, they're going to pay me and it's money and I'll just see if I like it. 
I think you and I both came out of that same era where it was trial by error. I got into recruiting just because I had the opportunity to move to a place, which was Sun Valley, Idaho, where I could snowboard during the winter time. And that was my whole reason for getting into recruiting. And I had the opportunity to do that. The money came with it when I started to get good and then that developed into a passion. Yeah. I will say that my first company that I chose to work for, I had two offers on the table <laughs> and I'm going to date myself. So the offers were you know, 22000 a year and 25000 a year. Very competitive. I chose the one that was offering me 22000 Why? And I go back to this with students that I work with is it was the culture that I believed in, that the company exuded, that was more in alignment with me. The three thousand dollars. But how did you know that back then? Because culture wasn't really a thing that was talked about or very important. Yeah. It's super important today, and people should look at that first. Why do I fit here? I never met anybody other than my boss before I took the job. That's such a good point. I think it was the feeling that I got. And the people that I did speak with, they just made me feel comfortable. They made me feel like I could be me. Okay. Does that make sense? And whether you use the word culture or alignment or whatever you want to use, you have, it goes back to being true to you. And just for some reason, when they extended the offer, I just felt like, okay, this this is going to be the place for me. Now, did I stay there? No, <laughs> I moved on <laughs> extremely quickly um, because then I was I was sought after, and that was that was a good thing. You put yourself in a position where you're sought after. Yes, there's no better position to be in than when you have a few different opportunities to choose from, as opposed to I got an offer for a job, I should probably take it because I got nothing else. Yes, exactly. And I think that's entirely on you if you're the person interviewing. If you're just tuning into the podcast or the live stream, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard, and today our guest is Shannon Johnson. Shannon's the founder of Stand Out and Get Hired, and we're talking about how to stand out and get hired. I'm going to totally just blow that one out. Overuse it. Yeah, why not? It's fine. I'm good with that. There you go. We'll backlink all these in the show notes so that you can just get all kinds of web traffic to you. (laughs) Let's talk about how then does a person stand out to get hired? What do they need to know? Okay, so what do they need to know? So can you be more specific? People are the prize right now. You just have to make sure that people that you interview with know that you're the prize. Yes. You have to be your own marketing team. So you need to know your values because you mentioned culture. You need to know whether or not you're aligned with the company. You need to know your why. Love that. Why do I need this job? And it's more than just the money. You need to target what you desire. So don't just blanket resumes out all over the place. Mm -hmm. And same with companies. You don't want to just look at every resume and interview everybody. Mm -hmm. You've got a target. And then, of course, to your point, take action. That's right. So back to when Stand Out and Get Hired was born, it came down to one individual. And the first question I asked her, she thought she knew where she wanted to go in career. But the first question I asked her is, who are you? So we did start in the basics. Did she break out of tears and just start crying? I have no idea who I am. I've told you this story before. (laughs) No, I don't know. Did you? She really did. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) That's absolutely the story. And so I handed her a tissue and I said, wipe your tears. I'll tell you who you are. And so, (laughs) so, but, but to that point though, the best times in my career was when I was maybe standing on a stage after winning an award and my manager would be stating words about me. And I was like, wow, that, that is me. 
And it was just my innate strengths that I already possessed that I just thought, well, big deal. Doesn't everybody have that? Isn't everybody positive when they wake, wake up in the morning? Aren't these strategic thinking? You know, don't they have a lot of ideas? These are my strengths. So this is where we start. This is where I start with Stand Out and Get Hired and all of my clients. That day yeah. that I met with that girl that had tears, <clears throat> I tasked her to go to five to seven people in her life and ask who am I? Describe me in three words and why. It really comes to self-identity and self-awareness and start to appreciate really who you are. Don't they teach self-awareness in college? Well, that's that's. I mean, it's four years question. you should walk out of there with, right? I don't feel that it is focused on. We call it soft skills, right? And I think that the world, they need the soft skills. The books can't teach them. You know, the Jack Canfields of the world, the you know mindset and intention and all of that. There's not that many courses that focus on this. But just to answer your question to what else do these candidates need, these recent graduates that are already highly accomplished, maybe have won awards in sports and academics and all, they do need to start with values, visions, and strength. And that's that's the first core part of my curriculum. And I think that before you even get to that interview, you need to go in with authority and be able to skillfully articulate and showcase what you bring. All right, so let's break that down. Your three pillars to your brand are what? So the first one, we start on being the expert in you. Okay, so building your personal brand. Building your brand, yeah. Which is important for everybody today. That's right. Because Mm -hmm. the world is full of influencers. Mm -hmm. That's right, right. You'll have people listening to what you have to say. But as a 21 or 22-year-old, they haven't had much experience. I mean, some have done internships and interviewed But to actually present themselves and say to the employer, this is what I bring and how to, again, skillfully articulate it to the employer to let them know, is this the right person? Is this the right one with the best motivational fit? They first have to be able to talk about themselves. But here's the thing. Most employers don't really have a system and they usually hire based on whether or not they like somebody. True. Likeability is usually the highest reason Mm -hmm. why employers hire. That's right. They really don't evaluate for culture. There are a lot of employers where they'll flip it and it'll be 100% skills. And then, well, you know, he's got the skills, so let's bring it. But coming out of college, you're hired based on whether or not they like you. That's right. The three pillars are building your brand. What's the next one? Is growing your quality network. Huge, huge. Okay. And then the third one? And the third one is interviewing skills to beat your competition. All right. I like that. So that's what we're going to dig in. It's very competitive. All right. So building the brand, Mm -hmm. uh, what are you having people focus on? I first have them do a strengths assessment. We do strengths finder, which is Clifton strengths. Okay. And it, I am fascinated with studies. Evidence-based medicine is what I focused on in pharmaceutical sales for almost 18 years. And um, so strengths brings people to life. It makes them understand who they really are. And so it's a validated study that has identified 34 themes in human beings, and we focus on their top five. And from there, we go into dreaming, like what their vision is and what type of culture is going to match that vision and and their values, what they stand by. And we do a whole exercise around what values mean to them. I figure out what my strengths are. Mm-hmm. I have to take a, an assessment to do that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Am I doing the next step in conjunction with that while I'm doing it? I would imagine coming out of college, you probably don't have a LinkedIn network. You it might have some Instagram followages or Facebook. Or, no, nobody uses Facebook anymore. It's for people. Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah. yeah. Instagram and Snap, at. right? Yeah. And maybe Twitter. 
Yep, mm-hmm, exactly. Are we talking about building that network up? Bigger? Absolutely. So in the first pillar, we we start to work on resume, bringing okay. them to life on paper based on what their strengths come up with. And then we also do develop their LinkedIn profile. Most college students are going after <clears throat> internships before junior year or senior year. It depends. Of, oftentimes during semester too. And so they, it's really smart for them to have a LinkedIn profile and we work on that. So we do the resume first and then we build their LinkedIn profile. Shouldn't the internship morph its way into being that first job that that person takes? It can be. Internships can be looked at. I think the main way to view an internship is to start down the path that you're going towards the alignment. Like, for instance, if you're going towards sales or business in general, to work with a company that has a very well-known name with an amazing training that may contribute to where they're going. It may not be the company they want to end up with. With me personally, I did an internship that I I eliminated that. I crossed that off the list because I said, that's not for me. So it's great to know kind of process of elimination, what you don't like and what you love. Building your LinkedIn network is super important, especially in business. Targeting companies that you like or that you respect or maybe based on what you learn from your strength finder. And then connecting with the CEOs and working your way down. Correct. That's Absolutely. A, that's a strategy we we work with. LinkedIn is an amazing platform to be able to search for job titles, not just companies. I hate it and I love it at the same time. Exactly. Love, yeah. hate. Same with me. Yeah. Exactly. But you can do all the research. And that is the key thing with the second pillar, working and in, going into networking, is really doing the research. Because when the time comes when you do get the interview... Those that have done the research that have called people that work for the company that really get insight into what a day in the life looks like, because you really don't know what you don't know until you get into it. So doing the research as though you're already in it is is so critical. So doing the research and getting out. Yes. Get off your anatomy exactly. and go network. That's right. Meet people. Meet people. Meet more people. There's a lot things. of meetup groups that you can go to that yes. are cover your areas of interest. You can go meet people, find similar minds, and maybe... You just start up a company. That's an option. There's a lot of people that do that. If it's in you. If you're an entrepreneur. Not everyone is. Oh, I believe maybe there's an entrepreneurial bone in most people, especially the procrastinators who don't get jobs. Exactly. The creatives. I love that. Yep. Now let's talk about sharpening your interview skills. What skills do they need to beat their competition? They need to stand out. <laughs> they need to be true to themselves. So I do have a system that I, I've I've built a, a strengths dashboard, and it it builds off of all of your experiences and stories throughout your life thus far. And I have a guide of ten different behaviors that I focus on and give them interview questions to role play and to mock interview. Like I call it, I put them on the hot seat, and I call it their success brag book. And so we build stories so when they're asked these questions, so they can be as prepared as possible walking in. So they've got their, I date myself again, with the Rolodex in their brain, they have about 16 to 18 awesome stories. So whatever comes at them, they're ready. And they're like, boom, I'm going to use this answer for that. And then we walk through a step process, how to get to the result and what interviewer is looking for in their answer. So the key is you're preparing them. Absolutely. And making sure that they're prepared with stories. That's right. And and providing evidence based on what the interviewer needs to hear. Oftentimes the question comes out, tell me about a time when. 
And so you need to really illustrate and make that. So those are behavioral questions, which I don't find a lot of companies do. It really depends on the industry. They might sprinkle a couple in, but a Mm -hmm. lot of them tend to do situational questions. Like, Mm -hmm. how would you handle a situation like this? So are you having them turn those into like behaviorals? Well, I can tell you when I had that situation come up and here's how like a story about that. It is all based off of 10 behaviors, decision-making, analytics, and this is for the most part in the business world of what my former company worked off of and each identify a certain behavior. So it gives them an idea of how this individual will react and be proactive on the job. So one of the things you said was be yourself. You just took me back to bad dating advice that I got from my mom when I was like 16. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't necessarily want to be yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You want to be the best version of yourself that's right. That would translate to the interview. Of course. And I feel that every morning, that's what you should be focusing on, not just in an interview. I agree with you 100%. Like, I try to be, but, you know, sometimes my brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> but that's why we do what we do, Rick, is to help other people elevate, yeah. level them <clears throat> up. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping these young adults embarking on the real world. It's like an impact that you and I can make on having that employer have the most engaged employee and the company has a better reputation, satisfaction online or wherever they look and the employee is happier. And be relentless with follow-up. It's your responsibility as the person who's interviewing to make sure that you're in charge of your life. That's right. It's your search, own it. I focus on that in my third pillar as well. All the before, after, during, all the tactics that are necessary to really make them memorable. So my takeaways from this are align with your purpose, take action to beat your competition, because most people just wait for a response. And then your three pillars are self-awareness, grow your quality network, and sharpen your interview skills. That is correct. And we're out of time, Shannon. That's awesome. Um, Thank you. Thanks for your time investment today, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio community. Thank you, Ryan. Now, I'm sure that members of our community would like to reach you. How do they reach you? So I can be reached on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Have all pages. Stand out and get hired. Shannon Johnson. Email and spell is, your name. Oh, Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, like every Irish girl. And Johnson, <laughs> J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Perfect. They can find you standout and get hired.com. Yes, as well. correct. Perfect. All right. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. We need your feedback to uh, bring more highly valuable content to you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, radio.com. Or you can follow us on any of the various podcast platforms. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. You can follow me, if you like, on Twitter at Rick underscore Gerard. That's G-I-R-A-R-D. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Brendan Rogers. Brendan is a co-founder and the lead recruiter of WAG Labs. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.